What's up, my guys? We are back. This is the Juice Box with episode 79. Big Zara, I was saving it specifically for right now. I opened up another box of Shiny V the other day and pulled another Charizard. Big Zara, what's up? I absolutely can't fucking believe that. <laughs> Which one? The, the, uh, the Shiny. The VMAX, the, though? Just the V. I was saving it specifically for this moment. Uh, Dude, he's insane. I don't know how he does it. So... To, out of total, you bought how many of those boxes did you get? You had six total, did you not? Or eight? I bought eight. I got four Charizards. And but you gave two of the boxes to Tig. Right? No, I gave one to Tig, so seven. So I you opened, opened se- you opened, opened up seven. seven of them. Dude, that's still an insane rate. You you pulled two of the normal V's and two of the V Maxes. Correct. That's just and you know the shitty thing about it is is like remember like two months ago I was like man I'll buy two of those boxes yeah. from you and you're like yeah sure. And I just never did. I know. Huh. But that was just a quick little, uh, well, quick little thing. There. That's just you know, I'm happy for you. <laughs> well, that's just bef- crazy. Before I get into my story, we will announce the guest that's with us, Mr. Jake Thomas. Thank you for coming down. For those of you that don't know, Jake is one of the co-hosts on Press Break that is on our podcast feed every Thursdays at two. So we also can get into how that's going to kind of transform since basketball's over. But what the hell's up, baby? Oh, I'm doing great. I, this is going to be a little weird for me because this is the first time I'm doing a podcast. I don't have like three pages of notes in front of me with a bunch of stats. So I hope that I can keep up with you guys, but uh, I'm excited to be on. Dude, tr- excited it, to have you. Yeah, and trust me, man, it 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 is crazy. We talked about it last episode. Like we we used to come down and have like bullet, and sometimes we have little notes of here. Mm-hmm things here and there but it's just fun to just kind of shoot the shit yeah it's way different but uh it, i love listening to you guys so yeah i'm i'm excited to be a part of it oh yeah. yeah yes all yes. right so let me tell you the story of how tell I the fucked story up. so yesterday either yesterday or two days ago went and cut the grass no it was two days ago sorry it was national beer day um was outside sitting on the porch or the deck rather And we're just sitting there shooting the shit. My mom, dad, JT, Mia, Hazel, we're all talking. I go inside to check my phone because my phone was on the charger. And I was nine minutes too late, and I had a missed call voicemail from Tig. No way. I know. And I'm literally so bummed because as soon as I grabbed my phone, I tried to call back, and the phone was already off. So he's doing well. He's in San Antonio. He said it's really fucking hot, and he said he'll probably be back sometime in june and i think the best part about the whole email whole voicemail is that he accidentally called excuse me he accidentally called my old phone number and was talking to some old lady for a little bit (laughs) (laughs) so he called my number he's like but jake i think this is you i don't know if it is imagine how pissed he was he like maybe he only got a few phone calls and he wasted a call not on you not on the missed call but he wasted a call on some old lady thinking it was you should we live play the voicemail well we'll, pro- we'll oh, probably yeah, have to right. add it in the clip because it's on my phone yeah. so we, we should probably add it in but he was really really cheery i mean it it is it was nice to have like when i checked my phone and i saw one missed call i was like oh fuck it's probably someone from work and then when i unlocked it and saw anthony ty my heart just melted i felt like i walked outside i just felt like such an asshole 
I was like, he just wasted a call on me thinking that I'm going to answer, and I just fucking let him down. He knew not to call my phone. I mean, I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't let it get to you. I mean, it's pretty. It's just fucking awesome that he he was able to even reach out at all. Like, so at least we have an update for sure. You know, it's it's had to be pretty awesome to hear his voice. Absolutely, I miss that man. I know. I'll I'll, I'll play it afterwards. But um, so how how'd you even be Jamie? Give give us kind of that background because, like I told you when you got here, I didn't realize at all that you guys just recently became like co-hosts i thought you guys have been friends for a while yeah so it was actually uh hank and i had a podcast in the fall talking about west virginia football so that was finishing up and i wanted to do basketball because basketball i know a lot more about than football and hank was like i just don't give a shit so (laughs) (laughs) he was like go find somebody else literally hear him saying (laughs) he was probably like oh i'm i'm fucking bald i got a (laughs) race yeah i got a race Uh, tonight just focusing on that so uh i joined like three facebook groups for podcasters and i was like hey anybody interested in doing some collab work Uh, i was thinking just like a video here uh like recording here and there and brandon responded and we tried it for an episode and like i would say the probably first two were very probably very bad if I went back and listened to them just because it was like figuring each other out. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Makes total <laughs> to sense. Just complete strangers, not even in person. Cause we have to do it over zoom. Cause he's in Virginia. And, but I would say now, like it seems like we've known each other for a long time. Cause it's just rolling. We sit there for an hour, hour and a half each time. That's pretty cool. Honestly. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't have had the balls to just reach out to a Facebook group. It, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, I, I figured that like, with it being like a specific sport like that, like I, I know that like just from my experience in twenty eight years of life that I, I can sit there and talk to anybody about basketball. So you're old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was pretty confident that I can figure it out, but I, I'm not a person that reaches out like that mo- yeah. very often. So yeah, it, it was a new experience for me. Yeah, it's it is cool though. You said you feel like he's like your type. Your tight friend that you've known for yeah, so long, and we sit there and talk for an hour once a week. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it's like that though because, I mean, I've talked about it before. I knew Zarly, obviously. I kind of knew Jake a little bit. Just kidding, he's my fucking brother. A little bit, but here and there. Tig, like I knew Tig, but I never, I could, I probably had ten words with him in high school, and then we started this, and now I feel like. He's, like, one of my best friends. Yeah. It's just weird how that goes. You Let know? me ask you this. Do you feel like podcasting has helped your communication skills in real life? Uh, I would say definitely, because I don't know if you remember me in college, but I was an extreme, extremely shy person. <laughs> I would show up to parties and pretty much just sit in the corner and only talk to Hank and Chris. Well, since you brought it up, <laughs> speaking of being quiet, so when he got here, I was like, okay, like, how, how's this going to go? This is going to go one of two ways. We're going to talk a lot, or we're just going to say what's up. As soon as he got here, he started talking. I'm like, okay, he's a changed man. He's <laughs> yeah, going to be he's good. A, he's a changed man. <laughs> I, I did not expect that to happen. My my mom, actually, she started listening to the podcast probably about a month ago. And she's like, who are you and what have you done with my son? Because you're you're not the same person. No, it. I, I mean, I, I would completely agree. I just feel like in terms of work and life, it's just helped me communicate better mm-hmm. all yeah. in all. Uh, just being able to hold a conversation like it, it's it's a game changer for sure so we can we'll shift here in a second but what um go ahead and just announce what you guys are going to do going forward since basketball's over okay so uh Brandon and I still talked and we might put an episode out here and there cuz there there is stuff that comes up during the off season uh 
like a coaching changes and a big recruiting stuff. So we may drop like short clips here and there still on Thursdays at two, but Hank and I are, are going to be back together again. We recorded a test episode for baseball season. It, we're both big into that. So we'll be recording probably Mondays or Tuesdays uh, live, and that'll be on our sports shift media YouTube channel. And then uh, the episode will drop on the juice box pod uh, on Thursdays. Fuck yeah, baby. That's what we like to hear. So did you did you get any backlash from just defending Sidney Crosby last week? Did did hockey troll come at you? No. No, I didn't. I, it was radio silence. It, dude, except one guy that works oh. for my company. Was that who that was? Yeah, he lives in he lives in uh it's okay. We have we have an observer, it's no big deal. It's, the, it's just Uncle Wade. Ringing the doorbell like a jabroni. No, yeah, but he works for the company, and he lives up in, like, New York or something. What did he comment? I don't even remember. He said, Sidney Crosby can't hold Ovechkin's jock. <laughs> and I just commented back and said, LOL. Outside of shooting, I don't know like I don't know how anybody has the conversation at this point. I, I don't either, man. So, so many things. I know. I, it, again, it's just kind of very – it's, like, very frustrating that um, this argument was even, like, reignited. Because it's been pretty quiet in, in the last couple of years. Like, no one's really gotten into heated stuff. And now, all of a sudden, it's, like, back again. But you're right. Like, I don't know. All you have to do is go look at highlights, like, and you'll see who the more electric player is. Even, even like, people want to say, like, oh, Crosby's not as electric as Ovechkin. I'm like, I don't understand that argument either. Like, yeah. Crosby could score a goal in 100 different ways. Ovechkin's just ripping the same shot over and over again. Are you a hockey guy? Um. So, I mean, in terms of the four major sports, I would probably put it as last in my, like, I'm much more of a fan of the other three, but I still watch it and probably, I still catch almost every Penguins game and then I'll watch all the playoffs. Yeah, that's, I'm, I have no problem owning that I'm just a straight playoff fan and that's fine. And I will just keep doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. LGP. Nothing wrong with that. I just find, like, I get so excited for just every Penguins game. And I'm so fucking hardcore about it. Like if we're if we're getting beat, <laughs> oh my night's just ruined. I, I miss going to games because I actually when I worked at the bank uh, a couple years ago, I, the president of the bank had season tickets. Oh, that's sick. And I was known as the guy. I w- like I was single the whole time that I worked there, and I was known as the guy that I would take tickets at like the last second at four o'clock for a seven o'clock game. He co- shows up. He's like, here, here's four tickets. <laughs> it's because he knew that I was the only person. Like everyone else has families and stuff, they've got to like plan accordingly. And I'm like, nope, uh, I'll take them. I'll go by myself if I have to. Yeah, fuck, I, that's awesome. I would. That's that's my goal. Like I want to be a season ticket holder, even though I don't live in Pittsburgh. But it doesn't matter. We're only 50 minutes away. Like I want to have season tickets at one point. Well, that I, having season tickets, I feel like like not talking about money aside, everything like that. It's just kind of cool to add something in your schedule. Like, you know, like this yeah. is Friday evenings. It'd be cool to have like a Mountaineer football game Saturday or basketball game throughout the week. So I, I don't know. I, I think having season tickets anywhere would be sick. I agree. Dude, you can get season tickets to uh, Mountaineer game or WVU football games pretty pretty cheap. Still. Like, some, I'm obviously like you can't get them like down on the 50-yard line or yeah, yeah. like really good seats. But if you want to just – have season tickets to where you know you're guaranteed a fucking ticket into every game home game they're really not that much money 
And if you sell one of those tickets for like one of the bigger uh, like in conference games, yeah, you pretty much like almost make your yeah, money back. literally almost make your money back. I think yeah. I I think it's literally like I I I might be way 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 off here, but I swear I remember seeing like upper deck season tickets were like three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, for the I, season. I think you have to make really. A, I think wow. you have to make a donation to the Mountaineer Athletic Club, and I think that is like one or two hundred dollars. Like you have to do a minimum. And then it's three fifty for for the season tickets. Yeah, like that's See, nothing. Yeah, honestly, me. Which it, now that you say it's only three fifty, it might even be cheaper to get the tickets. But I was going to say, I'd honestly almost rather have my own like spot in a lot the whole the whole season. Have like my big setup because you've seen some of those guys. They have their big RVs. Oh, yeah. They have a big ass TV setup. It's like the stadium's right there. It's like you can watch it here. You don't even need to go in. Like I think I would almost. Enjoy that more. I think blue <laughs> like, lot passes are fucking expensive. Yeah, I was gonna say they're like, probably that's probably more expensive. than three hundred and fifty bucks. Like, think about that row of people. I think you know some people call that one row of tailgating, which has been the where I've tailgated like my entire life. They where all the wheeling people are. People call it like little wheeling in the blue lot. That's yeah. Funny. No. Yeah. Like, you're think right. Think all the people that are lined up there that we know. They're yeah. all people that make like really good money. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Well, dude, especially now, too, now that you don't have to worry about cable, wires, or anything like that, you could just stream. The only thing you would have to worry about is just some kind of plug to be able to hook up, like, an Apple TV or a smart TV, and you could just watch the game from the Blue Lot. You wouldn't even yeah. have to worry about going. No, I've done yeah. that in, in the Blue Lot before, like people that had RVs and stuff. Yeah. like Because they line the front of the Blue Lot with the RVs. Yeah, yeah. Like You know what I mean? Yeah. It is. It's almost like it's like a block. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it's actually a road, but, you know, everyone walks in it on game day. Yeah, and the RVs are just right there lining it. Man, I miss, I miss the fucking blue line. It's coming. No, it's, it's fun. Coming. Fuck. Yeah, I always, like, when I look back and think of memories, like, at just at WV in general, like, that's where I immediately go. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like tailgate, football tailgate. A lot, you know? a lot of the best memories were in the, in the tailgate, for sure. It's weird. I actually was able to make it to a football game this past season, but you know that the all the tailgating and stuff was shut down. You couldn't do that, so it was just strange. Like it was a strange day. Everything about that day was fucking strange. Like we we tailgated at my old house that I lived in. If you want to call it tailgating, I I should call it pre gaming. I guess went into the stadium. Excuse me, went into the stadium, and it, I mean I ha- I can't lie, it was super weird, but it was it was pretty awesome. Like you just had so much space to yourself. Well, dude, I I, I was just lounging around, and, like, and that's historical too. To right. say that you went to one of the COVID nineteen games right. in, tw- in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Yeah. But si- since we're talking about WVU and since we have you here, what is what's your take on all of the WVU basketball stuff that's going on? Because I I, I know obviously you're a Mountaineer fan, and I know sometimes you are critical of Huggy, which it, that's fair. It's that's okay. What how are you worried that after McCabe and Emmett are transferring that that's going to be a trickle down effect, or do you think these guys declaring for the NBA is kind of like a good thing because it kind of almost just you know ensures that if they don't go there, they're probably going to come back to WVU. Yeah, I I think that all those guys. I think Taz of anybody is probably of the three guys that went uh, and put their name in the draft. He's probably the one that's leaving the most because I think he's pretty old at this point. I think he's 23. Um, so I think he can go make money overseas with, like, the style of his game. He can go play and make a lot of money, probably score, like, 25 a game 
somewhere overseas. But I think those other guys, I think they're just putting their name in. That's just the the game we're li- we're ah, we're living in now. Yeah, is that you can go put your name in, try out for a few NBA teams, and be like, what do I need to improve on to make it to the league next year? Uh, especially McNeil. Uh, I mean, he's a shooter, but doesn't really have much else in his game. And I, I'm hard on Huggins a lot, but I think it's only because I see so many other games that I think our offense can be a lot better than what it is. Uh, I'm, I love everything that he does. I know he's super tight with the players, but I just think bringing in an assistant that could bring the offense into the 21st century would be great, which I, he did this year. He, he pretty much said, hey, guys, just go go get a bucket, uh, and I like that a lot better. No, I mean, and I want, like, it's definitely fair to be critical of it. I, I just know sometimes I see you tweet, and th- that's what's hard about tweeting is because you don't really know the thought process behind the tweet. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I kind of could have – can agree in terms of the offensive side at times. So I, 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 don't, I don't like to be critical of Huggins, and I don't think I ever have just because I fucking love him that much. Yeah. Facts. But I, I, I mean, can't – I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. I, that's sick. I didn't even see that. <laughs> I, I can't deny, though, that some he, – he probably should have some criticism on him or backlash – Sometimes I think for me, it just seems like sometimes there wasn't any halftime adjustments made. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't sit here and say that because I don't know that. Yeah. There obviously probably was adjustments made. It just yeah. didn't work or whatever. But like a lot of it is that he I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. So he's like, I know this works. He's just telling his guys in the locker room, like, hey, just play better. Like th- this is going to work. Yeah. Like, just go do it. And he like he has so much. Uh, like he knows that it's there. He just has to trust in his guys. Yeah, well, that, and that's a good point. And I think, I think that is the right mindset. But I, I think that that also comes down to, look what he does. Like out of any coach in the league, look what he does with players that like weren't supposed to make it or are nobodies. He gets them to compete at a high level, and then sometimes they, you know, they just can't get to that next little tier. Yeah, and and. It's not to knock them because they're good basketball players, but again, they weren't a five or four star recruit who's like got fucking ice in their veins. Well, and that—that's what I was just gonna say. Like, I'm not talking about you, but you see people that are like fire hugs, fire hugs. We need to get rid of hugs, and it's—it kind of blows my mind at times because you sit there and you say that, but it's like you just said, it's not like we're bringing in four and five star recruits every year to where we no. should be winning every single year. No, who, who, the the our only five-star recruit in the lat like when did we have a five-star recruit before Shibway? um it was like a long long, long time ago long. and he's gone so it's like you know but i'll never say a bad thing about huggins i like i said i'd jump on a fucking grenade for that guy <laughs> i'm not kidding no i yeah. absolutely love him yeah, so yeah. much I, I knew i actually you and i I think got into it on Twitter like probably. probably four four or five years ago because I was kind of beating the same drum that I am now, and it, it was never like it was never fire Huggins. I would never say that, but it was just like he is like at, at an age where he's like so in his ways. I was like, just hire somebody just to like give you some advice, like be your like right hand man because yeah. that, like like that was always my thing. Like I I still trust him with everything. Like. I want him to stick around for five, ten more years until 
he can't do it anymore. And He'll I, coach there until he dies, like 100%. legit. Well, He'll probably that, die on the floor. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up because a lot of people think that next year will be his last year. I will cry. Contract-wise, too, I think is it's he has some kind of deal in place where he can opt in for another X amount of years or whatever, or he can take a position in the athletic department. I can't remember the exact details on his contract, but it's something along those lines. So the next year could be his last year coaching, you know, barring what he decides to do, whether yeah. whether it's extend his coaching contract or take the cushy job in the athletic department as like an advisor, basically. Oh, but But it brings me to my next question. Who would you guys want to see be the next coach? That is, truthfully... For some reason, my mind just goes to dub, like WVU natives. I think it'd be sick to have like a Joe Mazzulla come in and coach. Yeah, that's yeah. who I would pick. Because then, you know, Joe Mazzulla, he'd be able to pick probably Deshaun to get him on the bench. And, you know, he's coaching like right over there. Now, uh, yeah, I was, was going to bring that up. I, I mean, I figured somebody would. <laughs> yeah, Deshaun, if you're listening, come on, baby. Yeah, answer our DM, bro. Yeah, answer that's the all. DM, bro. But, uh, but yeah, Joe Mazzulla would be cool. Um, and then. I, I don't know, man. I, I think my problem is is I don't pay attention to the whole coaching carousel and uh, college basketball yeah. like I do football. I was gonna say I don't even know like I don't even know coaches. Uh, I know it's West Virginia. So I listened to uh, the three guys before the game podcast with Caridi, and I know they've talked about it before that there's probably four or five current D one coaches that have West Virginia ties in like in some way or another. So I'm guessing they would probably want to go with a D1 coach like a, that's that already has some experience. Do you have the names? Do you remember? I I, I don't have them off the top of my head, but um, but yeah, I'm assuming they would be one of those guys. Yeah. No, I, I I just I feel like you need to bring if now remember this is just if he decides not to come back, but I feel like you do need to bring somebody in that kind of just knows what what it's like kind of coaching with our fan our like our fans the skill set and everything like that yeah i mean it is a uh i mean it's it's pretty well known in wvu sports history we do like to go after coaches that have west virginia ties in some sort of way i mean i know neil brown doesn't technically have any wvu ties or west virginia ties but he's like from Appalachia, mm -hmm. like from Kentucky, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like it still makes sense. Know, makes sense. All right. So I had something happen this week, which made me think of kind of it's not really a hypothetical, but it's just kind of a brain buster here. So I was filling up my glass, my mason jar rather full of water a couple nights ago. And while I was doing it, I realized for some reason without thinking about it, I was just putting an insane amount of pressure on that handle. And I was just standing there kind of leaning and I'm just like holding the handle. And then I realized how much I was leaning down, which kind of made me think throughout my life of 28 years of living, how many things that I've probably broken sooner than expected because I unknowingly put an insane amount of force on things. Yeah, I, I break shit all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's like with doors and things like that and just stupid shit. I just wonder if I would have just been conscious and just realized no, I don't have to lean my entire body on it. How many things I'd probably still have today? Well, 
Yeah. And Interesting Jake, thought. Yeah. And Jake's old house. Thank you. I twisted the freaking, I was in the shower and I twisted the knob too far and it literally came shooting off and water came shooting out. Out of the knob? Yes. Oh my and God. And I, I don't mean it was a freaking little fountain. It was a freaking. Like hard pressure. Pressure washer. That kind of, and I, I started like panicking, like because it was just coming out. We had to, we had to cut the whole water to get it to stop. I honestly I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to scream, and somebody would have to take off running downstairs and like shut the lever shut the, off, shut the main, because there was off, no yeah. way to get it to shut down. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> Fucking water everywhere. Yeah. That is funny. How long did it take to get fixed? I don't know. You know, Jer, he he. He magically put it back together, but well, we he's got those magic. He does. Hands. He's got the magic hands, no doubt. What were you about to say? How many uh, backboards did you guys break as kids? Uh, backboards, the, like the old, uh, just like cheap. Yeah, yeah, hoops. yeah. The ones where like the the base of it, you had to like pour sand in it yeah. or water <laughs> into it. I um, I don't know if I broke any like that. Uh, but I've a, seen him broken. Uh, we had a friend that he was known for doing Like, he would just go around, and there would be hoops, like, on random streets, like, back streets in the neighborhood, and he would just go with a basketball and dunk on it. And he probably has, like, 15 broken hoops on, like, oh, God. <laughs> in his history. <laughs> it was so, yeah, you with those two, you had to get, you had to weight it down somehow because it was so easy to, like, you know, how you could lower it and everyone wanted to slam dunk mm-hmm. on it and just knock the whole damn thing down. Uh, like, do you remember, I have a funny story. Do you remember just, like, growing up, like, there would always be that one kid that would be, like, you know, I don't know, he had something to prove or wanted to show off. He'd be like, yeah, dude, like, I'll do that. I don't care. Like, I'll do that. We were we were in my neighborhood one day, and we had my basketball hoop lowered because, we you know, we were dunking on it or whatever. We were young. And this kid's just like, I'll drop kick that rim. <laughs> we were like, we're like, you'll you'll drop kick it. He's like, yeah, like I'll drop drop kick that. I was like, I don't think you can get your feet that high. This fucking kid, I had it on video, dude. My first That's ever funny. cell phone I had was like a slide up phone, Samsung slider. It, it was like a, it wasn't a Samsung. It was a uh, Nokia. I think it was a Nokia. Is that when T nine got introduced on that phone? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's slid up and I had I used to have all these hilarious videos on it from that from you know, I was like fourteen and so I had this on video, but he goes he comes running towards the hoop and legit fucking jumps and goes and goes like what's the word? Horizontal? Like goes flat in the air. He flattens himself in the air to try to kick the rim. Nowhere close <laughs> and just crushes down oh, like God. flat broke his tailbone oh man i was like oh man you know i, yeah. I should have seen that coming and i should have told you not to do it but i just got the best footage ever you like, know you know what's wild though like about that like when we're kids like that age how old were you probably i was 13 or 14 okay so even i'd say yeah i'd say like from like nine to then you, didn't you feel like just like superhuman? Like oh, you could just yeah. fall off yeah. your bike or just anything and just get up and you were fine. You were fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a shit back then. That's back when during that age you said that was also when I was like skateboarding and like BMX biking. Yeah, like all the time, like just doing crazy shit that like I would never do now. Well, I'd want to do it now, but I'd be like, uh, 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 might ruin my week or month. Yeah, like if I fell on a bicycle right now. 
I'd be okay, be but so tomorrow <laughs> I would be sore as fuck. You'd be like, wow. Yeah. You'd wake one, up in agony. One of the uh, most, one of the most, one of the only times that I've seen my dad most defeated was when we went fishing over at Kroger. It was me, my dad, and my grandpa. And Kroger's just right over here. In the back, they have like a bank where you can kind of stand and just fish in the little creek. So my dad, for some reason, was just wanting to move around, started stepping on the rocks, and (laughs) he fell down so hard in the water. And he literally got up and was just so sad. And he's like, he's like, Jake, he's like, no, I just... I just don't have it anymore. It makes me so sad. This is something that I used to be able to do. I'm sitting here worrying about my dad falling, you falling, and here I am skipping on these rocks, falling in the water, and my heart broke. Yeah. And I, I instantly thought, I was like, there's probably so many things that I could try to do right now that I used to be able to do that I probably just wouldn't be able to do. This yeah, like life. everything. <laughs> Seriously. I get pissed off like when I'm like playing in my hockey games so i play about once every nine days it's a weird ass schedule and i i have that thought the entire time i'm on the bench i'm like dude you just don't have it i'm happy you you do not have it anymore i'm happy you brought it up tell the story because it's a great story you have to about about this last game that you just played because i mean you you know you are you you are getting no you're getting up there in age not Uh calling you old that's fine you're still a rocket you probably can still throw down but i bet this is something that you weren't expecting that was going to happen no so you know it's men's league fucking hockey and i don't play in that league to get hurt or hurt people but anyways (laughs) and you know for all i know there could be people that were on the other team that are going to listen to this episode because there's a few wheeling guys on the team and um, so it's a non-contact league, so that means no body checking. You can get a little physical, like you could bump somebody off the puck and stuff like that, but no checking. This game started off instantly fucking, like, real physical. Like, I, you know, tried to let it go. I took a few elbows to the fucking head. I took so many fucking shots to my kidney slashes. Within the first two minutes of the game, you know, I don't want to say I was on a breakaway, but kind of like or I was about to be on a breakaway. Dude just takes out my legs. I go sliding into the boards. So it was very, very rough game. And like, if anyone knows me from high school hockey, like I fought a lot in high school. But like, I've since let that part of me go. You well, are just a changed man. Well, I felt it all coming back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to my bench. I looked at my team. I said, if one more person fucking hacks me, I was like, I'm running somebody, which basically means I'm taking someone's head off when they're not looking and getting thrown out of the game. Everyone on my team's like, no, don't do that. You know, just lay a just lay a real, you know, lay an actual legal body check. You know, it still will be a penalty, but, you know, just don't fucking run somebody. What was Brady saying? Brady missed this game. Fucking bitch. I know. Fuck he, you. You just ruined it. He really needed to be there. But anyway, so now it's like, uh, I think it's like third period, and I'm on another like break to the net, and I just fucking feel it. I take a big fucking whack to my backside, pushes me off balance, and the goalie froze the puck. I turned around, and the guy that gave me the shot, I just fucking two-handed the shit out of him. <laughs> so then 
like two of his teammates and him like kind of sandwich me almost. They start giving me fucking shots. And I'm just giving it back. And the ref breaks it up and then I'm skating away. <laughs> I'm skating away. I got a penalty for it. I'm skating away and I just fucking shove this kid on their team or guy, I should say. And he just fucking went down like a ton of bricks. So I skate to the penalty box. Then things got real physical after that, like with the rest of my team. Two other guys on my team actually got into like fights, got thrown out of the game. And like it was just a, a whole thing, but I'm proud of myself for not actually fighting. But like I'm proud of you too, to be honest. Me with you. too, because I'm telling you, I I felt those emotions coming back hard, like real hard. And and I don't know. I've, I guess I've just calmed down in my older years, but <laughs> but it was. I can't lie. Like after after it's all said and done, like it was kind of fun. But like for sure, I don't play in those games. You know, to be as sore as I was the next day. Cause I'm, I cannot lie. I was fucking hurting for a few days. Cause like I said, I took a lot of shots that game. Like, and it's a non-contact league and I was getting pissed. I was giving the ref an earful. I was like, can you fucking call a fucking penalty, please? Hey ref, call Like, I don't want to get hurt out here. Like I'm too old for that. I can't go to work the next day hurt. And my boss will be like, I didn't even know you play ice hockey. And I'd be like, well, I do, and I have a broken ankle. Yeah, I was awesome in high school. Check tape. Yeah. Check the tape. <laughs> check the you tape. You want to check tape? But yeah. yeah just a, just a uh, you know, your usual uh, beer league uh, hockey story for you. No, that it, I, I bet having those emotions run through you, especially those that you probably don't have regularly, it probably one was kind of cool because it probably brought you back a couple years younger. But then also you're probably like, fuck, I don't want this person to come to the hockey game right now. I mean, it was something. Uh, and we actually we play that team one more time to end the end of the season. Final game of the regular season is when we play that team again. And I know it's going to be it'll be another physical game like that. I guarantee it. You, you play in Cannonsburg, right? Yeah. I, I might have to come to that because I'm only like 10 minutes down the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so come you, on. you might have to go and just film it. Yeah. I, I'm totally down for that. Yeah. Come <laughs> because watch. if there's a fight, we have to put it on YouTube. Merkel, Merkel got thrown out of the, the game at the end of the game. He all was right. one of the people that got in a fight. We're not going to talk about him, but can he scrap at all? Is he like Merkel? Is he good? Yeah. Yeah. He, dude, he's a bruiser. Is he? Yeah, I can see that. I can he see, I can he, see it he doesn't. I I like watching him play because he does not give a fuck. He will. He's like the one guy on our team that will lay a fucking body check when you shouldn't. So the <laughs> the, the guy that we're talking about, oh my the God. hockey trolling guy who's the co-host on the Caps chirp. You probably see us going back oh, and forth yeah. with him on Twitter, okay. dude. Speaking of Caps chirp, I this was probably a couple weeks ago. I was crying. At the one clip that they uploaded of Paul oh, just dude. being all serious talking, and his thing just falls his down behind back. him. Dude, I was <laughs> laughing so hard. His whole backdrop just falls, and I don't think he knew. He didn't realize. But when you see it's like split screen, Paul's like talking all seriously. His backdrop falls. Merkel's on the other half of the screen, and you could see his look like he saw it fall, but had to keep the professionalism, like keep it going. Like couldn't just like interrupt the conversation with laughing. Dude, that was fucking hysterical. I watched it multiple times. <laughs> so around. did I. That was so funny, man. It's it's cool for them because they're they're in like a hockey podcast network to where there's podcasts for every single team. So oh, okay. it, it's kind of cool because they have that natural back and forth on social media and things yeah. like that. So it is really fucking cool. It it is, and they're 
that's kind of what we're trying to build, baby. Uh, yeah, just keep keep growing. So let's fucking go build a network, dude. They 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 got a uh, they got a DraftKings code, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they're I, I I will say they they do they do a great job, and it was it's awesome for them because they were definitely I I don't know how long uh, Merkel's been doing it or Trollin's been doing it, but they it's great that they had to be at the right place at the right time for that kind of opportunity. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I remember when they told the story on here. It was kind of, I think. Well, I think Merkel said that he had been doing podcasting for a little bit. I think then, it was Caps Chirp. He was doing it without Paul. I think. At yeah, the Paul wasn't on at the beginning, but I think that they he they like got reached out to, or he did that from a guy that said he was trying to start a network like that, to where like every team would have their own podcast. It all starts in a garage. It's pretty cool. I, I love Amazon started. In the love a good origin story. Facts, dude. So JT, I just want to say this: your Milk Gang episode this week. Thank you. By far, in my opinion, is the best one you've ever done. I think it was just the sunshine, sunshine baby. I don't know. It could be because your arms were out. I don't know. Sun's out, guns out. I was I was disappointed it ended so soon. It was. But, I think it was maybe your shortest episode too. It seemed like it might have been, but maybe it was so good it just went by so fast. It did go fast. Oh, shit. I it tried did. to shorten them down a little bit at first. I was getting almost to like up to ten minutes, and I'm like, okay, this is too long. I want it to be oh, little dude. quicks, little quick. I'd be uh, cool with twenty tidbit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe I, so I like you know. I'm, I shouldn't say this. I'm not saying like I'm just trying to kill time at work, but like it's nice to listen to stuff in the background while I'm doing my work and to kill time. For it sure. stimulates the brain. <laughs> well, yeah, it makes it makes the time go faster, I should say. But uh, it's not like I'm sitting there watching videos to get out of work. I should say, I feel like uh, it's just, uh, it's just on. You're a better man than me. Well, I tell you, I you know, I I can't get out of doing work with my job. It's pretty fucking serious. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's some serious shit. Damn, working at your job sucks. How? So, give us kind of the background. How did you? get into podcasting like what what would do you have like the specific moment i know you told me that one story which you can kind of reiterate here on here again if you would like but was there one moment or one thing that you saw where you were just like fuck i want to do like start this and, and get this train moving uh i mean it really started like probably four four years ago or so uh when i really started getting into barstool and watching more of their stuff, I was like, these guys are just normal dudes. Like, I, I don't see any reason why, like, everyone shouldn't just be able to pick up a mic and, like, get their opinion out there. So that Christmas, I think it was either 2016 or 2017, I asked for a mic, and I, I got a Blue Yeti mic for Christmas. From Santa? Uh, yeah, from, from Santa. Hashtag Santa. Santa. <laughs> Santa. Uh, my mom still writes Santa on the Christmas gifts. Uh -huh. That's <laughs> nice. So does mine. Uh, yeah, but, nice. um, still leaving out cookies. Uh, yep. Facts. <laughs> Uh, but I did that. Wait. Um, sorry, sorry. Santa's not real. Did I just spoil oh, it? Shit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your ears, kids. <laughs> sorry, uh, go ahead. Th that Australia um, uh, network that you got going, th that's actually like <laughs> 10 years, uh, ten year old and under. Yeah, so, so we, we just, we lost, just, ruined that we just lost the oh, whole shit. Australian fan base. No, shout out my motherfucking Aussies, bruv. Even they, though that's a little Australian and British, I just like to keep it cultural. I don't, do they celebrate Christmas in Australia? I don't I, know. I, I they think so. <laughs> they I, I definitely the, do. Yeah, the, uh, the Santa tracker definitely goes to Australia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know they say I know they say cunt. <laughs> they say cunt a lot. They Thanks. do. But sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, but, uh, Blue Yeti. Yeah, I got that mic, um, and then it was another two years before I actually got started 
doing the podcast. Hank and I were talking. I was actually writing blogs at the time, just sports blogs, recapping stuff, whatever I could get out there. And Hank was like, you want to like combine our stuff? Because he was doing iRacing, and then I was doing my blogging. I'm like, yeah, let's just make one big website. Now, let me ask you this. So you're telling me right now that Hank has a big enough brain to think to be able to put his stuff out there? I, I was not expecting uh, – I was never expecting to get that call, but, yes, he, he was like, hey, let's make a website. I need to put my stuff somewhere. I heard that brain waves work better when you don't have any hair in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hank. We love you, dude. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Onward, onward. But yeah, I, <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> top, next... That's top tier. That's a top tier <laughs> joke. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I'm here all night. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I drove out to Ohio that, like, couple weeks after that west virginia football season was starting th- this past year and we recorded our first episode and been going strong ever since no nah, it's i i uh so we i mean everybody's heard this story we kind of started this just on a whim and, and we've been growing and growing and growing but i i remember vividly i was up in snowshoe um and me and hank out of the blue like me and hank have that kind of friendship where we we won't talk for like months Mm -hmm. and then we see each other or we talk and it's like back like we never left type deal so he called me or i called him i can't remember and we started talking about sports shift because it's and then we all talked about it afterwards because that's that's like a dynamic that we didn't have yeah and it's like if all of us are going to do it why not try to do it together you know what i mean well it's actually it's funny we actually we talk about sports every now and then like yeah no no doubt no doubt but it's funny I talk. I feel like I've talked about this the last like four episodes. Hey, dude, I, I we, like it. Though. We we have an episode that never came out. That was like terrible. The whole episode was basically sports focused. It was. We had, dude, we had all these ideas at the beginning. Do you remember we were like, dude, we could do like a, a Saturday morning tailgate episode, yeah. like, but all like, this stuff. Yeah. And it's just funny that we qu- we quickly learned like that's not our lane. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I'm. I can speak for myself here. I'm not like a besides West Virginia basketball. I'm not just saying that because you're on here. I love West Virginia basketball. I'm not a big like sports guy. Like I watch them, but I'm not like an analyst. Like I couldn't. We were halfway through the episode, and I was like, "This is." I knew in my brain, I was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> like Jake was asking me questions, and I was like, uh, "I don't know." Yeah. I know, and I, I felt I, the I same would literally way. say, "I don't know." I know or, the like, classic moment, bro. So like, yeah. I was. I can't remember what we were talking about. I think just college football as a whole. And it just so happened that I picked like, there's no reason I was either going to say, Zarley, do you want to go or JT? Do you want to go? And I just looked at JT. I was like, so JT, do you want to kind of add, add anything else? And he just looked at me. He's like, no, 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 no Zarley, go ahead, man. And I was just in my head right and, then. And I was struggling because JT starts off the episode. He's like, Oh, He's God. given us a full breakdown of his fantasy roster. And I'm I'll, I'm going to be completely honest. For like two years there, I like checked out with the NFL. I, I was only watching the Steelers, and it was barely. I hadn't played fantasy in like two or three years. So like, you know, when I'm not playing fantasy, it's hard for me to keep up with the rest of the league. He You know, he starts analyzing his fantasy team and saying all this stuff, and I'm sitting there. You know, we used to have the setup over there. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't know who any of these fucking guys are. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know any of these players. And it was bad. I was like, this is going to be embarrassing. It's just so funny when 
when we hit stop on the episode, like when we ended the episode, we all just kind of looked at each other. Kind of like a moment of silence. And when someone, I don't know. It was me. Yes. I was like, this JT is was terrible. Like, that was terrible. <laughs> and we were, all, me and Jake were both like, yeah, it was. That I, was really bad. But at least bad. you g- realized it at that time. Yeah. And didn't like put it out and then be like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, so what, that, are we, what like, were we doing? That's what it's all about. It's yeah. just like figuring out your lane or whatever you want to call it. Like trial and error. You have to go through those periods. You're For not sure. going to just fucking be successful or, or figure it out right off the bat. It have, just doesn't work that way. Have so, you got... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So you said you got your mic and then didn't do anything with it for like two years. Yeah, because I was still at that point that I was the shy kid that I no, went to college and I was like, I want to do this, but I like, I have no idea how to do it on my own. It's Did funny you, because we bought our equipment. We, we were all excited about it. Like, we bought our equipment way before we started anything. I mean, it was... It had to have been like two to three months. We didn't even oh, touch sure. the equipment really? after we for yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. After we bought it. I was thinking it was like a month period, but yeah, that's probably right. It was like a whole summer because we were talking about it. We all talked about long. it a lot. Yeah. I mean It's just funny how Well, we were at a point you know? we were at a point in our lives where like we were just getting silly drunk a lot because yeah. we were just terrible we needed to. And like every time we'd be we'd be sitting here and be like, dude, let's do it. Start the podcast. <laughs> and I'd be like, Yeah, why uh, let's do it. We got to do it. Like eventually, we just fucking did it, and that's just, here we are. It's, I mean, but that's what you got to do. And there's there's so many times too where I I just I look back and I and I think to myself, dude, this this right here has helped me probably more than anything in the past couple of years. Oh, yeah. And and if I wasn't doing this, I probably, honest to God would be the 300-pound guy that sits in the same bar stool on the weekend constantly all weekend long. Yeah, definitely. Same here. Uh, I'd be right right there with you. And it, it's, yeah. it, it, it's incredible. It's just, I mean, you know because you do it, and it, it's probably exciting being here in person. It, it's an unexplainable excitement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say anybody that has ever thought about it, just go do it. Yeah, uh, give it a it. shot. I agree. I agree. Okay. I mean, it's good. This is good therapy. It's good, like, medicine in a way, like, and it's just fun, like, it's fun actually creating something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this, 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 name behind it yeah, exactly. Like, this, this is an art form, and it's, in like, in its own way, just like writing a song or writing a poem or drawing something. Like, this is you pouring your creativity into something. Oh, no, I so 100% it, it's, agree. It's, and for me, like, that's always the type of guy or kid that I was. Yeah. Like, I was super into music growing up, like, shit like that, like, drawing and stuff. Like, I always just wanted to create stuff. So, now that I'm actually able to do it in some kind of capacity, it's pretty awesome. But I got to ask you, you said you bought that mic, didn't use it for a while. What Did you have times? Santa brought it. Santa brought it, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Santa brought you that mic. Did you have times where, um, I know you said it took you a while, but did you have times where, like, maybe you started to record something or like that, and then you're just kind of like, eh. yeah, dive, are, dive into that yeah, stuff. Those are hidden deep down because I was doing it by myself, right? So I like I've always been like a numbers guy, big stats guy. Like even at like a very young age, I was watching sports and just like diving through like batting averages and yeah, yeah. like stupid little things. So I was like trying to like record like a daily like recap of like what went on in sports. And I probably did three of them, and I was like, I can't do this by myself. Yeah. I, I need someone to bounce ideas off of because I just hit 
moments where my brain goes blank and I have no idea what I'm going to say next. Like I could either write out my whole script and then it would seem fake or I need somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's I think if you can do a podcast by yourself and and JT, you know, he does his show by himself, which is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. But like that, that is hard to do. I mean, I again think back to a, like maybe in our first like ten, maybe even within the t- first twenty episodes, we would hit those spots. Like a lot of people don't know this because we edited it, obviously, but like we would hit spots where it would get quiet because we didn't know what to transition to next, and then we'd we, have to cut it, yeah. <laughs> start, and and you could never tell because yeah. it was just such a simple edit. But like, or even shit, dude. Like we had times back then where we legitimately took like a five minute break yeah we'd no, be like all right who needs a piss break we'd all like we'd look cut around, it. like like you said no one had something to say and we all look around and then we'd all stay silent for like two seconds and then yeah. someone said okay that's a pause that's and a then pause. we would just that's a good place pause. to pause yeah <laughs> like now i i we haven't done that in ages like we just fucking roll with it no editing well it's like, no it, editing that's, it, that's kind of our motto and i go back and forth on this sometimes because when when you have four to five people in a rota- like podcast like we're doing now, sometimes you notice like somebody's talking more than the other person or vice versa, and that's just natural in the conversation. But what's nice about having all of us three, four when Tiggs here, and then a guest is if we can't figure out something to say, we shouldn't be doing this. Uh, yeah, that, that's true. There's so many so many minds all sitting at the table. Yeah. Like somebody can come up with something. Yeah, and it's so it, it's funny. So what? So you guys probably come in. What do you have? You have stats and stuff and, and play. How, how does how does kind of like a sports podcast? How do you prep for that stuff? So we kind of talked throughout the week. And I, I mean, ours was kind of once we really got it figured out, because our first few episodes, if you go back and listen, like we were just dragging on trying to talk about like every single thing going on in college basketball. And we decided to just like refine it to like what we're good at. So we made a segment with Brandon talking about uh, his Virginia Cavaliers because that's where he went to. uh, He's a big fan of them. And then I had my segment talking about the Mountaineers. And then it was just like short, quick segments. And he's kind of the guy that can talk about like overarching. He's a coach. Um, It, He coaches down in Virginia, so he can kind of talk about the game, and then I'm analytical and come with, like, five pages of stats. So he kind of sets me up, and then I come in with more of an analysis. Okay. All right. It's a nice nice little combo for sure. Yeah. You know? But I do – this is completely new. I'm about to ask you guys, (laughs) any of you guys. If not, we'll just move on. Did anyone watch that Seaspiracy documentary? No, I've heard about it. I feel like we need to talk about it, though. Okay. Well, you guys watch it. Watch it later. But long story short, just like the ocean is like absolutely fucked. And it's like we see like on the news and all this shit, the main cause of all these, you know, animals dying is because of plastic. Like, right. That's what that's immediately what you think of, like plastic straws. That is like not even a percent of the deaths just from fishing. Obviously, we fish for eating. But, like, they're saying there's so many animals that die in the process of catching fish that, like, they were saying it was some crazy date. Like, 20, 
what was it? It was like 20, 2040s or something. Like the ocean would just be like completely depleted. Yeah, you just by cut. They call it fucking not far away. They no, call it's scary. it. They call it like bycatch or something. Like how many animals die? So let's say you're going fishing for I don't know tuna or whatever. How many like dolphins they kill, whales that get killed, seagulls that get killed? Huh. It's crazy, and it's like, but you, but then again, you have all these documentaries coming out about why eating meat is bad. Now there's one saying why eating fish is bad. Well, what are we supposed to eat? Every, there's a documentary about everything coming out as to why you can't, you shouldn't eat this. I think like it's crazy. It, 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 now it's, listen, real quick. It might have not been 2040s. I, I think say, it was twenty fifties. Yeah, close. it was a early. That's it was nineteen years. It was no. no it I'm was not like, kidding. He said twenty forties, twenty. It was twenty somethings. It wasn't like twenty one hundred, twenty two hundred. It was twenty something, which is crazy. That's terrifying. I know. I think though, like you're saying, I have a you know I have a thought when you say, like, oh, they're saying don't eat fish now or don't eat meat now. Then what are we supposed to eat? Obviously, you can say, well fucking vegetables and shit like that but on the other side oh you vegan yeah i don't i don't i don't partake in eating vegetables so but anyways i didn't know that i didn't know you didn't like vegetables i like celery and ranch dressing no oh, i geez. like i like peppers okay that's fair and onions i like peppers and onions and that's what kind of vegetables it. do you like um I can dive into some cauliflower and some broccoli. Yeah. Okay. If it's roasted, um, yeah, you got to cook it right. All right, I feel you. I like Brussels sprouts too. But sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, oh, we shouldn't eat fish. We shouldn't eat meat. It definitely has a lot to do with just how many humans are on the planet now. True. Like, think about like two hundred, three hundred years ago, four hundred years ago, or whatever. Like, hunter, hunters and gatherers, like. It was fine to eat meat back then. You weren't killing them on a massive fucking scale. Same with fish. Well, and, and, go ahead. Uh, oh, no, I was going to say we need a Thanos snap. Dude, <laughs> he yeah. kind of had the right idea, like, did he not? If, if I could guarantee that I wouldn't be a part of that snap, man, I'm all for it. Dude, uh, but it also, like you said back in the old days, like, people ate meat, no big deal. It's also because they were naturally just walking across the earth, like, healthy not all these farms and fish farms where they're like practically yeah. oh dead. That's those are the you don't want to watch those fucking documentaries. Well, that's what it's kind of the one about like uh, slaughterhouses. Oh Fuck that. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go completely old school here and sound like an old man, but I really wish I just knew nothing about this stuff. Yeah, me too. I I would rather just live life, let fucking everybody do their shitty shit and whatever they're doing, and let me just stay here. And this little lane that I'm in, it, oh, it, dude, it, it makes things so much, so much more confusing because you don't know what to do. You have these people saying that uh, vegetables and stuff are good, and then with nuts, and you have your fish people and you have your meat people, but none of them get along. What do you want me to eat? No, well, I know yeah. that's kind of the point I was making too. It's like, what what, what are we supposed to do? It, well, it, it's it, it's getting confusing. Never mind. I was gonna make a sick joke. I was gonna make it. I was gonna make an eat ass joke, but I was like, I'm, I can't do it. I'm uh, not gonna say that joke. But I, but what what was wild? I didn't watch the documentary yet, but I've talked to JT and John and uh, Chris Bucon about it, and it's crazy that I, I think they said in Japan, um, when you go there, this guy was going to shoot the documentary and and stay in a hotel and just try to talk to locals. As soon as he landed there, there were cops waiting for him. And when he picked up his rental car, 
they instantly pulled him over and just started pressing him. I guess they bugged his room. They bugged everything because they they know that it's going on. So the government's in on it because I, I guess it was uh, – was it you or Mia that said that one whale is worth yeah. the food of like 400 chickens? Well, well the, the guy's explanation was he kind of seemed like a decent guy too, which is – that's why you get confused, like you don't know what to side with, or right. But the guy was saying, like, so I took one life that's gonna feed my family for however long. When you're taking forty chickens' lives, so I'm only taking one life. But I'm like, it's you know what I mean. So it's like, but it's a big ass fucking whale. I don't know. Yeah, they're more. So they're, they're more just talk about proportions of the food. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, in terms he's of saying, a, in he's saying, terms don't of a give, living creature, yeah, he's only killing one. He's saying, "Don't give me shit for killing while you just killed forty chickens right. on the farm." I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? And I, to me, the scariest part, and I don't like to be pessimistic, but with situations like this, there's no solution. There, there's not. I, you can't. The United States couldn't come together. I mean, we could all come together as a whole and say we're not going to eat meat or fish or whatever it may be. But if these other countries are still doing it, it doesn't solve the problem. And I don't think there's anything that can happen in this world right now that can make everybody come together but that Thanos snap. <laughs> well, I I mean, you're exactly right, dude. Like, It makes me sad. The world's a big place, and we forget that. Like, Russia's huge. Like, think of just how many just like nations exist that you you've never even heard of. Like, you know, they're still having to s- supply food and shit for their country. So, like you said, yeah, the the United States could could you know pass an act or whatever, or come together and say we're not doing this anymore. But like you said, the rest of the world is probably going to continue to do it. It's it really honestly just comes down to the world is overpopulated. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's sad. Because human life can be like a, a very beautiful thing, but Max. it's just what's what, what's your take? You're mo- you're moving in with a little honey bun, you know, populations <laughs> and shit. Uh, so I, before we get into that, did you said about Russia? Yeah, you know it's eleven different time zones. I did not know that. Uh, I heard that this week, and I was shocked. Like, there's only twenty four uh, time zones in the world, and Russia's got eleven of them. Damn, you what? are exactly correct. <laughs> but but what's 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 wild too is something that I don't think about often is at one time all of these continents were connected. Pangea. Pangea. I always loved I was, that's so fascinating. Isn't it? So fascinating that that's actually a thing or uh, or so they say. How cool would that be to be like you could drive to anywhere in the world? Uh, that would be so awesome. Oh yeah, everything's landlocked. Uh, yeah, I, I would. Uh, I mean, I would go so many places. Uh, I I don't feel like getting in planes. Uh, I I'm, I'm not scared of planes, but I just that, that's it's, a long flight. I I truly believe that in some point in human life, if we don't end ourselves before that, that they will find a way to create travel like land over not having to fly. Yeah. To to across the world, connect the world. So, some sort of like underwater train something or something like something. that or even if even if they just came out right now or was like, "Listen. We're about to start the production of a highway system or bridge system." Sorry. And it might take 50 years to complete, 
maybe even more, but it's happening. And then, and then, like it'd be something that you tell your grandkids. You'd be like, "Yeah, they started uh, work on all those bridges when I was, uh, you know, in my late twenties, and here I am. I'm 85 now, and it's just finally finished." <laughs> Dude, I I always picture myself on a Cracker Barrel rocker going back and forth, mm. and my my little grandchildren run up to me and then be like. Grandpa, what was it like before Twitter? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's uh, going to be a group. Well, boys, it was MySpace. <laughs> yeah, well. I just had a horrible realization. You're saying you're going to be at Cracker Barrel when you're an old man. What do you think is going to be on the walls at Cracker Barrel at that point in time? Why? Probably stuff from, like, the 90s. Dang, you! I you that was a deep cut. Right? You said Cracker Barrel chair, and I was like, wait. Cracker Barrel's whole shtick is, like, having shit from, like, the past. The past on the walls. Yeah, they're going to frame some of the best tweets of all time. Yeah. Oh, literally. Like, yeah. That's what they'll do. And then it won't be pictures either. It'll all be little monitors and frames. <laughs> yeah. Just playing yeah. little they'll clips of something. Show. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, they'll have Joe Rogan clips all yeah. over the wall. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 like, I like to stay super positive, and I am super positive, but... It's it's so defeating when you watch these Netflix, Amazon documentaries, and it's I, I get it that that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to create awareness, but then also to kind of circle back to what I said, it's like, why are you adding something else for me to worry about? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's just a double edged sword when it comes to media nowadays. Like, there's such an abundance of it. It's fact. It, do you it's ever just... watch? Do you, speaking of media, do you ever watch Dave? Uh, the look. The Little ne- Dicky Show? Oh no! So I've I've caught bits and pieces of it, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. You need to. Yeah, it's it's that good. I know that was completely random. I just <laughs> yeah, that is that was random, but I'm I'm, I'm always here for it. I, yeah. I have uh, uh, my girlfriend and I have uh, a Google sheet of all the things that we want to watch together. Nice, and oh, that's, that, cool. that's probably that's in our top ten. Give uh, us a couple. Yeah, of I was gonna say, give yeah, us yeah. the top ten. Do you have any off the top of your head? Um, so I know. Um, Mine's a bunch of movies that she's never seen. Okay. Um, like, she's never seen Remember the Titans. Oh, um, what? Bro. Just, like, some classic movies that I'm like, oh, have you been living under a rock? <laughs> um, I feel that, though. My girlfriend's the same way. <laughs> and, same way. Uh, Arrested Development. She's never seen that. Now, a lot of them are shows that I, I've seen and I'm going to make her watch. Okay. But Dave was one of the ones that we definitely have both never seen that's on that. Okay. It is really good. I, I have to say it's it's you know, I don't I don't I don't want to give anything away, but like it's pretty I I would call it kind of revolutionary in terms of a comedy. Well, I I just I I like that show. The best way I can explain it is that is a real life show. You it, not a reality TV, nothing like that, but that is it's written, it's the actors and actresses, it's just they just talk in real life. Yeah. Yeah, it it is very like it's very realistic. Like it's not it, the show's not filled with shit that would never happen. Yeah, that, like, that's a cool part because I I hate some of those shows. That yeah. it's like uh, I mean it's funny, but then it's like you're kind of like oh yeah. Uh, I check out after like a, a bunch of those in a row. No, it's re- it is really good. Lil Dicky himself, Dave, he is. I personally think he is like he's just got that that it factor. Like he. No, I'm not even just talking about his rapping. I'm talking like the dude's funny. He can write. Like he's yeah. just overall talented. And the people he teamed up with to make that show, you know, it's 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 some of the best in the biz. So it makes sense why it's that 
good. I, I loved listening to him, like all of his rap. So, like, I know his whole like backstory and the fact that he got into rap just because he wanted to do all these different things, and he yeah. knew yeah. that was the yeah. lane to go because it, it was cool. easy to get into. Like that's such a cool story. Yeah, he and he. What what is it? Is it the first or second episode where he he literally addresses that? Where he's like, someone asks him like, "What does he want?" or "How do you you know whatever?" And he's like, "Well, I always saw myself as more of an actor." It's very early. It, it's show. literally like episode one or two. He like explains that for like you know thirty seconds. He's like, oh, "I always saw myself as more of, a, of an actor." You know, maybe be on TV or something. But like the rapping just kind of came to me or whatever. Like he yeah. literally says that. JT. Well. I, of actors and actresses, I got pumped when the whole Twitter trend or whatever it was with who would play your parents in a biopic. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, my my two were, I mean, a- absolutely spot on. Absolutely, <laughs> like, like <laughs> scary spot yeah. on. Because for for years and years, I've said, "Mom, just reminded me of Leslie Mann." Yeah, just in everything she's in her her how like her style of being funny. This reminds me so much of mom, and then dad. I mean, Kevin James and dad. I mean, that's self-explanatory. What a friendship <laughs> that is good, and it got me thinking. Like, who would be mine? Well, I was and gonna. Yeah, did did you think of anybody? I dude, I struggled so hard, and and I I'm I gotta be honest. Like, I I don't know. You don't I, know. I I really don't know who would play my parents. I mean, it's I, Le- Leslie, not easy. Leslie Mann, I think, would probably be a good choice for my mom, too, honestly. But I don't want to steal your answer. <laughs> so, like, I, I feel I OK. So I see your mom right now is a like I think her name's Isla Fisher, the the woman that's married to the Borat in real life, the redhead who's in tag um, tag. Yeah, I know. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. She's great. She's in Wedding Crashers. That's it. She's. Well, oh, OK. I'm yeah. not. Using she's that. a redhead. I, but I'm, I'm just saying at, she's an actor, though, so she would dye her she hair. She would dye her hair. You're you right. know what I mean? And then your dad, let's see, your dad probably, I, dude, I'm making myself laugh, but it would be funny to see an Isla Fisher and a Dave Batista. Dave Batista. Dude, but they, those two now, like when you put my dad is nowhere near Dave Batista. Yeah. You know who I think could play a good version of my dad? They don't really look alike, but like. The dude, just a fucking fantastic actor, is Gerard Butler. Okay, there you go. I See, think, I got you. I to think answer. he could kill my dad's like tone and mannerisms, or like how he talks. I just said something so off the wall, and it made you think. And there's your answer. It did, so who's your I mom? had to absolutely refute Dave Batista. That dude's a fucking like big muscle head. <laughs> who's your mom now? It's. I mean, you know, Cameron Diaz. Okay. Okay. There you go. Okay, so we, we know nothing about your parents. So right now what you are doing is you're going to try to describe your parents to us with an actor and an actress the best that you can. And I know it's going to be hard, so I'll kind of talk. We'll all talk while you're so, thinking. So I actually have one for my dad. To Boom. Thinking while you guys were talking. He would have to put on, like, a fake stomach to, like, show that he gained some weight. But um, <laughs> the, that's the, incredible. The, <laughs> uh, the guy that played the dad uh, in the Ash and Kutcher show, um, the country show. The Ranch. The Ranch. Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. Yes. Yeah, that's and awesome. So Sam Elliott, just like, I know my dad loves that show, and like, they're very similar in terms of just who they are as people. That's well, okay. Awesome. I want to meet your dad then. <laughs> yeah, me too. But my mom, that's a tough one. Um,. I feel just like off the dome. The the mom from that seventy show. 
Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Dude, that. Dude, she's in the ranch. She's is in she the not? Ranch. She is yeah. in the ranch. Dude, that's hilarious. That's that's <laughs> she too would, good. She choice. would also be a good choice to play my mom too. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. That's a fucking good fucking choice right there. She, she's not in that much. I don't even know the actress's name, but she's great in everything she is in. She's she's the mom in. Uh, she's out of my league too. Yep, and, and <laughs> yeah, she is. She's, she's Kirky's yeah. mom. She's in. She's in Wandavision for a second too. Really? Yeah. She um, she just plays like a a random off uh-huh. off the wall character. Huh. Damn. I. Uh, That's pretty legit. Deborah. No, is that yeah, her? that's her. Deborah Jo Rupp. Deborah Jo Rupp. Debbie. Deborah Jo Rupp. That's funny you mentioned she's out of my league, though, because before we started recording, when I was talking about when I worked at the mall, that's how I felt. <laughs> like, I felt like. You felt, yeah, I get what you're except saying. Except it was not an airport. It <laughs> not was a an mall. Airport. Like, everyone was at each store, but everyone, like, knew what was going on. <laughs> and they're just, like, sitting in, like, if you're taking your lunch break or whatever, you're just, like, all these people are walking by and you guys are just. Sitting there, it's I don't know. It's exactly how you have you ever it. seen? Uh, there's there's a few movies about like that are kind of centered in malls. Like have you, you have, obviously you've seen Paul Bart Mall Cop. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like that movie. Uh, the, the my one dad's with the mall Seth cop. Rogen. Uh, what's that one called? Anyone seen the one with Seth Rogen where he's a mall cop? Seth Rogen in a mall. The only thing. Oh, I- uh, Observe and Report. I think it's called. Uh, you're right. That yeah, is it. That's it. And then there's a movie called Mall Rats that was pretty fucking good. I've never, I don't Rats. even know that. One. That's an old one. It's from like '99 or something. It, it's it's a Kevin Smith movie, but there's a lot of famous people in it. Like I'm pretty sure, yeah, Ben Affleck's in it. Huh? Jeremy London, Jason Lee. Like there's a lot of famous people. Might in have it. to watch that. '95, dude. We're old, bro. So yeah, the characters like you've heard of the movie Jay and Silent Bob. Like, I, 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 you've heard like this comedy. I, I haven't seen it though, but yes, I know what you're talking there, about. There, it's one of those movies. Like Jane Silent Bomber, Bob are in the movie. So is it? Is that your kind of comedy? Do Do you like the Seth Rogans, the James Francos, these type movies, or are you more of a romantic comedy kind of guy? Uh, I mean, I go both ways on that. Uh-huh. I, I love good the answer. romantic comedy. Oh, I, I would prefer that actually. Can't beat a nice rom com. What's so, your favorite rom com? Oh. I have a top five on my Twitter somewhere. Easy Um, number one. (laughs) It's hard. Okay, so we'll we'll think about that. We'll circle back. back. I think you can consider mine a rom-com. I Love You, Man with Paul Rudd. Yeah. Great movie. That is, like, when someone says, what's your favorite rom-com, immediately, that's the first one that comes to my mind. I have an easy number one. I love Paul Rudd. And I have an easy number two. I'm going to go recency bias. Couples Retreat. One right. of the best movies. Oh, fucking, that movie's hilarious. Dude, ever assembled. It's so fucking funny. And I literally was texting JT when I was watching it Monday in my hotel. I piss my pants when all the girls disappear. When um, Jason Bateman makes Kristen Bell swim and then they get in the fight and they're all standing there plotting. And Vince Vaughn's going back and forth. The first thing that makes me laugh is when John Favreau just looks at Vince Vaughn. He's like... I was good at high school football. Check tape. He says it just like that. You want to check tape? And then the other thing is when Vince Vaughn's going around to everyone, he's like, guys, we're not going to be calling people out. Everything's fine. And then he just looks at somebody. He goes, you're a real problem. He's like, you are a real problem. <laughs> Dude, Vince Vaughn is so that great. That whole movie oh is really, God. really good. Vince, so I think my- the, the combo of Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Oh, my God. Is What's that one? The breakup both, with Jennifer both, Aniston? Yeah, yep. Classic. They're both fucking awesome. And 
Uh, John Favreau's directed a few movies that Vince Vaughn has been into. Yeah, Swingers was the big one. Swingers, right? and I also think Fred Claus. Yo, don't get me started on Fred did, Claus. Did John Favreau di- direct that? But anyways, easy answer for me. It's Fifty First Dates. Wow. Oh, that's a great. easy fucking answer. And number two is She's Out of My League. Uh, I've actually had the conversation about top five, and it, that's one in mine. But forgetting Sarah Marshall, that's also a, in that's yeah. a really good one. That's a really, really good one. That is a good one. Jonah Hill and forgetting that Sarah movie. Marshall though is just oh my god, classic dude. His some I think Jonah Hill, his little cameo characters are funnier than some of his main oh, role yeah. characters. Like in uh, Grandma's forty year old virgin. Yes, that's a <laughs> that scene's hilarious. <laughs> He's just in that whatever that <laughs> yeah. pawn shop or the whatever eBay it is. store. Yeah, he's, the eBay store. He's like, she won't let him. Like, it's yeah. the funniest <laughs> thing. It's an eBay store, and everything that's in the store is for sale on eBay. But you can't you buy can't it buy the store. store. <laughs> he wants those boots so bad. He's oh, like, oh fuck, yeah. I forgot about he's that. He's like, I. He's like, I. But why can't you just sell me the boots? <laughs> I'm just buy like, them they're, here they're right here, like in my hand. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. He's like, yeah, well, I mean, but. Like I'm right here, and <laughs> like I give you cat, like whatever he says, just hilarious. No, yeah. have you ever seen his little cameo in Night of the Museum? I've never seen those movies. Really, they're never they're seen good them. movies. Yeah. He's got a cameo in the second one, I think, and his name's Brunden. Brunden. <laughs> his name's Brunden, but it's spelled Brendan or something, and. <laughs> Who's the main character of that movie? Ben Stiller. He goes up to him. He's like, "Yeah, Brendan." And Jonah Hill's character's like, uh, "It's it's Brendan." And they just get into this back and forth, and it's just it's stupid. It literally lasts like forty five seconds, but it's fucking hilarious just because of Jonah Hill. Oh like, yeah, of course. It's 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 a hilarious. So he was probably scene. younger then too, because that's older. Yeah, yeah, kind of young. I like think the Ju- sec- like the Jufro second Fat museum, Jonah Hill museum. I think probably came out if the first one came out in '06. The second one probably came out in 08. Yeah, so yeah. So he was around there. Yeah. Dude, I I remember when I I showed JT um Grandma's Boy for the first time. Oh my god. He was just fascinated that Jonah Hill was in it. He's like, I cannot believe he's so fat. Oh, and yeah, he is in that. He's he's one of the people that yeah. have you ever seen that movie? Why can't yeah. it's been a while, but yeah. Dude. Why can't I think of it? It's it's the Adam Sandler crew movie without Adam Sandler. Where they make video games. With Nick Swartz. Oh yeah, dude. The dude from Dodgeball yeah, is like the, the dude guy. from Dodgeball. Dude, that is a great fucking movie. I haven't watched Grandma's Boy in so long, man. Such a good movie. So I I want to, on real life, we'll go to real life real quick. I want to get all Boo. your guys' opinion. I personally believe, so, okay, let me preface this. Did you guys see what happened with Paul Pierce this week? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, so, okay, I don't have to explain it then. My opinion on the matter is, is he 100% did that on purpose. On purpose. Mm-hmm. That's try to get I out thought. of his contract. Yeah, definitely. So what... Like, do any of you guys have any theories or anything? Because I saw him and Dave were going back and forth. I saw he got reached out to by a porn company to do, like, an NBA stripper show. Yeah. It kind of seems like he's, he might sign with Barstool. Dude, Dave said he would be ecstatic. It, it, it really – I saw him tweeting at him or yeah. back and forth. I think that's probably the logical explanation. Yeah. Uh, especially being a Boston guy for so long. 
I didn't even I, think yeah, about that true. aspect. That's I mean, true. That, uh, he just fits right in there with like most of the company. Yeah, uh, I didn't even think of that either. That's a good point. Very good point. Did you see the video, JT? Oh, yeah, I saw it. Dude, I thought it was so funny, and then I heard somebody today say that I guess Paul Pierce said it was for his son's birthday. <laughs> really? <laughs> How old is his <laughs> son? That's sick, honestly. <laughs> regardless if it's true or not, it's just funny where he's like, yeah, you know, and... For 315 li- live viewers, he threw his whole ESP or uh, whatever career away. Not ESPN. He, like you said, it, he I, he had to have known that yeah. was going to happen. But and even at this point, how old how old is he? Forty something. Probably forty. And he young forties. He's yeah. probably got millions and millions of dollars. Oh like, yeah. At that point, like if I was in one of those guys' positions, like 43. I wouldn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Especially if you are friends with Dave or whatever. Yeah. Like it's like. That that is situations that happen like that is literally, I feel like what creates like a barstool job. Yeah, could not just some kind of weird origin story. Like, oh, how'd you get hired? Well, uh, I was Instagram living me. I had strippers at my house and I got fired from my job. (laughs) That's how I work here now. Like, just you know, just that's how everyone's kind of weird story started. Like a legend for it. Yeah, but the funniest part is like the next day. During it was either the final four or the championship game, he like a whole twenty four hours later he just said good morning. That's what he tweeted. (laughs) (laughs) He had a hell of a night. (laughs) Twenty four hours later, I'm back. (laughs) Good fucking partied his ass off. Like, but like you said, no matter what he does, he'll always have opportunities to do more things. I mean, he's Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. He's gonna be fine. Come on, yeah. It's well, fucking be, it'll be a okay, dude. Got, like, got tired of showing up and wearing a suit on it, ESPN. Uh, how many days a week? Well, yeah, Probably. I mean, you see how the world is. Like, people have to put on these facades all the time. And then, are you talking about self monitoring? Well, yes, yeah, almost at these big, like, high up jobs, and a lot of people are just like now, like, I don't want to do this. I just want to yeah. be who I am. Right, just be straight up. Like, why do we have to put on our fancy ties and fake smiles? Like, he was like, "Fuck it, I'm just doing this." And, and I could. Mm-hmm definitely see that within espn i oh i'm not a big fan of espn anymore and i haven't been for a while that place seems like it'd be a fucking nightmare to work for absolutely but uh to go back to the barstool thing dave's uh he's been in the news quite a bit this past week one did you watch his deposition or whatever so funny dude did you see it? Oh, yeah. Him and Schmitty killed that. That lawyer's an idiot. The lawyer sucks. Like, what is he? He clearly didn't do his research on the video clip that he played. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I love Portnoy at the end. He was like, that went well. Dude, that was great. Oh, yeah. But also best. just watching his, like, brain chugging and his facial reaction going when he's reading the stuff. He's literally sitting there like, is this idiot yeah. proving my point for me? For me. Right now yeah, yeah. for the third time in a row? That went well. That went well. <laughs> Classic. That, that was a pretty awesome video. Well, I, I, uh, first of all, I didn't even know that that was a thing uh, in terms of I had no idea you'd be able to get access to those tapes. Yeah. Because it doesn't surprise me that they upload it because that's Barstool. But I, uh, I instantly texted Nick and I was like, dude, you have to make a fake deposition tape <laughs> yeah you have that would to. be such a nick thing like just it sitting there be. like have somebody asking him questions and him yeah, just like, saying act like he was a part yeah. of the case dude i i mean and get one of those filters to where it looks like he's like in a uh question room like in a crime yeah, show. yeah, yeah i know what you're saying like a filter yeah, on the yeah. camera i'll just be sitting there with this beard i'll be like and get like a time in the top right corner like 
You know how I'm talking about. Like oh, in a yeah. crime yeah, documentary, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have the actual footage. Right, right. That'd be so funny. Well, I'm pissed I didn't get to see the sex tape. I, JT I said. Oh, no, I missed that I'm sure you could still find no. it. JT said that he, oh, yeah, you can say well, what you think. Well, I went to go find it yesterday, and I couldn't find it now. But I'm not going to lie, it was a little, it was wild. I mean, I thought, okay, well, first off, for those of you that didn't see it, he had a belt oh, God. wrapped around this girl's neck, Nuh-uh. like like strapped on. Nuh-uh. like. Okay, so he's, and he's he's, he's real weird. He's pulling on it like he's riding a horse. Okay, and Jesus he's hitting her from Christ. behind. You sure, it wasn't Tommy. No, it gets worse. <laughs> he's hitting her from behind, and then he literally, like a couple times, literally just grabs her face and just like slams, like pulls it closer. Like so, she, she's like, yeah, arching back. Like, but like, I was like, dude, you're gonna break this girl's fucking neck, and then. Cl- Top it all off at the end. He spits on her. Uh, but the the greatest just part, right in her but, hair. I hope she was a hooker. She had. To, she man. wasn't. Uh, he he talks know. about it on allegedly the Dave Portnoy show. It's actually somebody that. Well, then she must be really into that type of Dude, shit. Dude, I was nervous pretty... for the girl. I thought he was gonna snap her head off. But it was funny because while him and Eddie were recording. On the most recent episode, this was breaking as it was going on. I I want to know. How does your sex tape leak? Obviously, the girl probably. The girl. I mean, maybe he ghosted her or something, and she was like, fuck you. If, Uh, okay, let me clarify. I'm going to let everyone watch me get I didn't mean all girls release sex tapes. Yeah, let me clarify. The girl probably released Dave's sex tape. Because Dave is famous. If it was the roles were reversed, it probably would have happened the same way. If if, uh, Erica Nardini's sex tape released, it probably would have been from the guy. So I didn't mean it in terms of because of the girl. Nope. Ain't not fucking getting us, Jeez, bro. I didn't even take it that way. I didn't. Yeah, but people do. I thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I just should just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, he he said that it was that he he knew it was only a matter of time before it was released, and he knew it was out there in really? terms of. Oh, well. So, do you think that she asked him for money first? Yeah, like somebody she tried did. to blackmail him. I, I I don't know that for sure, but I bet somebody did. Yeah, I mean, it, that that's what's that's what's shitty because. He said that it was. It's so old. It's like an older sex tape. It's nothing recent. And it is weird. Like I, I don't know. People are nuts. People just save it as ammo for when yeah they become bigger. Yeah, like she probably wanted something, and he was probably like no. And then she was probably like, I'm gonna release your sex sex tape. And knowing him, he was probably like okay, <laughs> like I don't care. How funny would it have been if it got released and it was Fat Dave? Like it, it's old Dave. <laughs> oh my before god! And it, like Barstool got famous at all, and someone's just been holding on to that for fifteen years. Dude, well, Br- Brianna Chicken Fry asked him. She was like, "How did you lose all this weight?" And he says, "He said Adderall and living by myself <laughs> and not having the food at my disposal when I was married." Yeah, which I don't know. It it his his body transformation, dude. Is it is. I mean, he's aging backwards. Mm-hmm. I mean. Got the nice hair plugs, yeah. uh, losing weight. Fresh-ass beard. Money fixes everything. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. He's tan as fuck. Like, it, talk about a glow-up. That's the definition of a glow-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is it is crazy when people come in touch with money, how drastically they're able to change the way they look. Because I would just pay somebody to make all my healthy food. Mm-hmm. I'd make sure somebody made my ass work out. Like, I'd probably have an instant transformation. Yeah. So I don't know, but uh, truthfully, man, it's we we've been running over an hour. Uh, do you guys you have any hypotheticals or anything that you guys want to touch on? I, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, you're good. I'm good. Yeah, so I know Zar. Big Zar, Big Zar's running over. Yeah, he's here. winding around here with another. He's like, Wait. He's got two brewskis here. Um, 
I don't have any hypotheticals. Uh, I had something in my notes from last week, though, okay. that I want to just touch on real quick, especially since how JT decided to start off the episode. <laughs> um, did you so did did you see? Um, I'll direct this question to JT, but everyone listen in. I'm gonna pee real fast. I will listen. Yeah, I'll be right just down here. keep your ears open. Did you see that PSA halted all submissions till like late July? They're probably just getting you, overpopulated yeah, you, with cards. They're, they're, they are like so far behind. So for people that don't know, PSA is a company that like you can submit trading cards to to get graded. And, like, they encapsulate the card so it's, like, protected for life and it gets a grade, like, 10 being the best. And with the hype and the craze of trading cards that's going on right now, they've decided to halt submissions. Like, you can't send cards in. They said that at the earliest they won't be back up until, like, mid-July. Well, that kind of that makes me feel good, though, because that means I'll be should be they'll have more time to get my freaking yeah, cards. Yeah, so like done. that's why I brought it up. JT right now has cards out to PSA. I sent them in when was it? December or January? Like December it was a while January. Ago. So it's April now, so. So like you shouldn't have to wait too much longer. I kind of want I have been until I think about it again. I kind of want to just forget about them and then that's, they come that's, in, that's then what they you need come in the mail yeah. and I'll be happy like That's the like way Christmas. to do it, but that's hard to do. Oh yeah. Like I we have another batch. I can't remember how many you sent, but we sent another batch of cards to a different grading service called CGC. So like I think about them a lot because I'm just excited to see oh, yeah. you know what you get. Oh yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a cool thing. It's something that you know, it was definitely around when we were little kids, but like little kids not going to know about getting cards graded, but I just thought it was interesting that that's pretty big news that, yeah. you know that happened last week or whatever like they halted their entire grading. Like you can't send any cards in. That's, I mean, they're it, that far behind. It's it's exciting because you see obviously how many people are getting into the whole fad again. Yeah, that just makes it fun. I feel like. Yeah, no, it is it is fun. Like it's it's tough to get cards nowadays, but it is it is fun. But I I just sit there and think like, imagine how many uh, how many of those guys that like use PSA for um, like baseball cards and football cards and basketball cards. They're probably just like those fucking Pokemon people. Yeah, literally. Like, These fucking millennials like, can't get a goddamn card graded. Got to wait fucking seven months to get my cards back. Like, they're they're probably oh fucking yeah, they're hating. Pissed. I think it's funny though, honestly. That is funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's all. That's all I got. I just thought it was interesting. That is very interesting. No, I'm. Hey, this is an open conversation platform, baby. I got more. Go ahead. Let's keep going if you got more. T-Swift re-released Fearless today. So, okay, somebody explain this to me. because So she bought all of her past music, right, or no? no? Scooter no, that, Braun did. Yeah, or well, he's always owned it, I thought. Yeah, I think uh, she got it back now, right? I don't think she have. has it back yet. That's why she's doing these albums. Oh, so she just... She, she's she's re-recording the, her past albums, all the ones that are owned by him, as like a, it's kind of like a sign of protest, but also it's a, it's like a, she's she's thinking all of her hardcore fans will listen to her newly recorded ones, so the old ones will stop making money, and then he'll eventually sell the rights back to her. I wondered why all over Twitter today I was seeing we're back in 2008 today. I was like, what does this mean? So but now is I it, know. Is it the same songs? All the same songs. She just re-recorded them. Re-recorded. So Present are there day, any different present, words? 
Or is it all the same? Not, not that I noticed. Again, I'm, I'm, I like Taylor Swift a lot. Brooks a super fan, basically. I think she's pretty cool. I like, ta- I like Taylor a lot. I I'd would, kiss her if I, I had the opportunity. I'd marry her if I could, honestly. Um, but get in line, bro. And Brooke, we would marry her together. We talked about it. That'd be sweet. But uh, That'd be sweet. <laughs> be good. No, so yeah. It's, as far as I can nice tell, it's it's all the same. Like the only, st- obviously, her voice is just a tad bit different now she's older but it's very hard to tell the difference and a little bit of the music composition is just like if you didn't know or weren't into music you're probably not hearing the differences between those the new ones and the old ones like the big thing to me is like the drums have a different sound because like drums are a thing like the sound that you get from a drum kit when you're recording it is like very dependent on the studio like all these different things, all these different factors, gotcha. really, really factor into the su- Look, sound of your drums. That's funny that you said that. Like people probably won't notice. I was talking to Jake yesterday. Um, do you? I find it hard. Like if someone introduces me to a new band that I don't listen to, or a new artist, it's harder for me, like, I'm stuck in my ways almost of listen, what music I listen to. It's hard for me to get into somebody new. Like, it's even hard for me to listen to, like, one or two songs because I don't know them. I can't sing along. But then if I'm really into it, like, if I play it a couple times and I get into it, I'm, like, hooked on them. It's such a weird thing, like, that I, I realized yesterday. It's like someone's like, hey, listen to this guy. It's, like, almost difficult for me to listen to, like, a new band or musician it's weird i don't know it, not, i just wonder if, if that's just me or no not at all i mean no i, I mean, don't want to speak for everybody but no no definitely I mean, not just you no and i i i think what's different now than maybe what was different in the past is like we've for however many years have had access to every single song that we've ever wanted to listen to in terms of in the past, you would just buy these records and you wouldn't really have like mixtapes or things like that. So for me, I, I've kind of found myself in a halt. And it's not that I don't want to listen to new people and seek out new music, but I'm to the point now where it's like I have all these songs cataloged up from years where I just feel like I'm good. My, yeah. my, my, my brain's just like. All right, we're just gonna take a take a chill pill here. I feel that I I hit a point. I'll, I'll be completely honest. Like my entire life, like we were raised in the '90s. I'm a big big fan of that decade. Like love everything about the '90s. That's my favorite period of music. Is everything that came out of the '90s? I fucking love it. I like live, eat, breathe it. Like l- fucking love it so much. And for a while, for the longest time like i was so stuck in that era that i wouldn't like listen to new things like yeah we hit college and then i started like i got real into mac miller mac miller is probably the first artist i got into you know newer artists past the 90s decade and then like jumping off of mac miller i started you know listening to other rap and stuff in college but it wasn't until like 2014 that I actually started, I you know, I had a realization. I was like, dude, all you listen to is fucking Mac Miller, 90s rock bands, early 2000s rock bands, and that's it. Like, try to fucking find some stuff. So I, like, you know, it was probably around 2014 I started trying to find newer bands or smaller bands and stuff like that. And, like, 
you you know, I'll be honest, the only I only will find like when I go looking, I'll only find like one band out of like twenty that actually like hit something with me. But I've been pretty grateful for the bands, the couple bands that I have found from 2014 up to now that have become some of my favorite fucking bands. Like, love them. Like, gone and seen them multiple times. They're like, it's cool, too, because they're like our age. Yeah. So, like, thankful that I had that realization and was like, dude, you need to maybe branch out a little bit. Try to find some new stuff. Like, well, So, we kind of talked about it since you said that you were very, very quiet when we, when we knew you in a past life. Mm-hmm. What kind of music do you even like? So <laughs> I I was with Hank uh, on the country side of things because, I mean, we all grew up in a small town, so it just how it was. But then I was big into, like, the mid-2000s uh, pop punk, yes. all, all those types of bands, which you would never be able to tell by uh, by looking at me or talking <laughs> to me. But I still rock to those. That, that's yeah. pretty much all that's on my phone, and I'd plug it into my car and listen to it every day. What's your favorite song? Fuck yeah. Oh, um, or you can name a couple. I know that's hard, but if do you have any off the top of your head? Specific songs I'm drawing a blank on, but like, uh, if you have artists or albums or anything, I mean, Green Day, All Time Low. Okay. Um, I'm a big All Time Low guy. I used to love We the Kings. Yeah, We the Kings. We the Kings. Yeah, we, yeah, I used to love them. <laughs> good yeah. ones, but ah, uh, man, I, I could I, I could talk about uh, different bands for like an hour but i'm drawing a blank right now on all the but pretty much any band that was from 2000 to 2010 that was in the pop punk category i have it somewhere on my phone so when so many good ones when i was a freshman in high school right over there at the wheeling u i went and saw we the kings perform and that shit was crazy because that was like a college concert it was me and chase miller shout out chase miller fan of the pod shirts coming soon i know you keep asking me um, and it was just that that was truthfully, that probably was my first concert that wasn't a country concert, because growing up, I'd go see Kenny Chesney and we went to a couple things. I feel like Aaron, oh. Aaron Carter when we were young. Yeah, I mean, literally every concert I've ever been to in my entire life, I think besides two. That is correct. It worked our country. I saw Mac Miller and I saw Aaron Carter. Nice, nice. And then the re- every other concert I've been to is a country, uh, uh, country singer. On the country side of things, did you guys ever see um, oh, the uh, yeah they were from Waynesburg? Um, oh, the Poe Brothers, um, Poverty Neck Hillbillies. I've heard. I've that heard name. of that. So yeah, I, I my sister was in college, and it, uh, they were from Waynesburg, and she went to Waynesburg. So I was this like middle school kid that she would just bring to these college concerts. And it was. I think I, I think country. I'm thinking of the same. Uh, I same think guys they, I think they you. only had like two albums that came out, but they they were pretty cool. Yeah, I think they used to. I think they would when I obviously we all went to school down there on ninety. What was it? Ninety seven point nine. I think it was. I think they would play them sometimes. Probably. Those, I always listen to that country. Yeah, I always listen to the country station when I was driving, and I'm pretty sure they would play them. I I believe so. Hold on, I want to see. While he's thinking, what do you think? That's just it brings me back. I went to let's see for like three or four years in a row. Went to Waynesburg's basketball camp as a kid. What do you think about their campus? 
Um, was were the, were the shows on campus? Yeah, um, yeah. they were in one of like the gymna like the gymnasium. Yeah, or something. I think there's there was only well, I shouldn't say there's only one. There was technically two, but the one was like really. It was like a, more of a training facility. Oh, okay. it was very small. Yeah, it was somewhere small like that. So, I mean, at the time, I was like 11 12 years old and i was like oh this is cool but then i got to west virginia and i'm like oh yeah, you're <laughs> like oh i know <laughs> okay now this, this is what a college campus is yeah supposed to be. <laughs> west virginia west virginia was, is a huge eye open and it's so weird like i went to school there or not school there. i'm sorry i went there like my whole childhood just like going to football games and stuff but you don't do a lot of venturing around into the full town mm-hmm. man like that our freshman year down there, I was like, Jesus Christ, this place is like it's a whole fucking thing. Well, dude, I don't I, even I, know what's going on. I remember seeing downtown for the first time and just thinking in my head, like, I've only seen Evansdale. Yeah. Once, once I yeah, learned exactly. the buildings yeah. and names, yes. I, I've only seen the football stadium, the engineering campus, and the PRT, and that's it. Yeah. I had no idea that you go down the road and it's just a entire other world down there. Yeah. And it really no is two different worlds. Like It oh, seems it like different places. Oh, yeah. No doubt. That brings me to a question, and I know we've been going for a while here, so maybe we'll end it with this or not. It's, it's kind of a hypothetical. All right. Let's, let's just end it with this. Then. Okay. This is a question I love to ask. Because we're rolling, actually. I was so wrong on the time. We are crushing time right are now. Are we? Yeah. Good shit, bro. <laughs> this, this is a question I love to ask the, uh, the appropriate guests, the ones that can't answer it. Well, it's like my favorite question. Top three Morgantown eats. Top three restaurants in Morgantown. What what do you got? Um, off so the off I, the dome, and they, they don't have to be presently still open. Yeah, like, the the two that come to my mind r- right off the top, uh, they're both closed now. Tailpipes. Um, I'm a big dessert guy, and their milkshakes killed it every time. Fire. Um, and then the rusted musket was yes. great sandwiches. Um, what was the wing place down on uh, the main drag there before you went up the hill? Clutch? Yes, Clutch Wings. Yeah. I, I, I think Clutch and Tailpipes were owned by the same people, actually. Oh, okay. The, I, I was a big fan of their wings. They're that, closed now, too. Oh, really? <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I, I everything's to, closed. I used to get Clutch Wings Dude, all the time. Clutch was fucking awesome. You could get, uh, they had awesome mac and cheese, and you could get their mac and cheese mixed with what any uh wing sauce that you Whoa. wanted. I would always get the mango habanero sauce and the mac and cheese smacked. So I gotta hear what ones I missed because I know just saying those right off the well, dome, there's probably for, a lot more. For You're talking to the right guy. <laughs> you are talking to the right guy. <laughs> I, I just have to say I have to preface this I was so shocked. I did not know tailpipes closed. It, it closed so I don't know if they were struggling before the pandemic but they closed pretty much once everything shut down. Yeah, it was like yeah, I April saw it was of last like, year. Yeah, and that's semi recent. Like I, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I sad. just found this out like it, a month ago. Where I googled tailpipes and I was like, oh shit. My my family actually never came down uh, and ate there during college. But when I was living in Washington with them on weekends, they would be like, "Where should we go? Like get food from?" I was like, well, let's just go for a little drive because, I mean, Morgantown to Washington, it's like 40 minutes. Yeah. About that. Yeah. So we would go down there and eat dinner. And once they ate it the first time, like every couple of weeks, they'd be like, hey, uh, what are you doing? You you want to <laughs> you want to head down to Morgantown? I'm like, all right. If you're paying for dinner. I'll yeah. Fuck, turn yeah. Down. Facts. fuck yeah. I mean, dude, it, it's so funny. Like I sit here and I said top three and it's so hard because I love Morgantown food. Mm-hmm. But top three, I got tailpipes and and uh rusted both in my top three and i think the third one that would have to be uh 
It's still there to my knowledge. I hope they're not closing. It's called Dirty Bird. It's a fried chicken place on the corner there. So Hi, I, it's on High Street. Yeah, I remember seeing it, but I don't know if I ever actually ate that. Oh, uh, dude, missing out. Yeah. I'm like dead ass if you if you like uh like fried chicken and like comfort food, I guess you'd say eat there. It's literally just run by a husband and wife. Dude, what what I would legitimately love to do, and I know we would all have so much fun, is find a weekend, maybe a long weekend, where we can all get a giant Airbnb together, maybe get a couple mics in there, get a couple cameras rolling. We can go out and do the things that we used to do, and then just afterwards, just talk about the memories that you think of yeah. that, that you can't think of I'd right now. So that would be, for that would be fun. a big crew of, like, the... 10 15 of us that, that all used to roll down there yeah together. and we'll we'll get all the cameras in there we'll get all the mics in there because i just kind of how you said earlier when you said you were playing hockey and like those feelings came about that you haven't felt in a while i'm sure for me because i haven't i mean i go down there for work but it, i don't really like walk around and like to the scenery yeah, yeah. I, I feel like for me it would be very very exciting and kind of like relieving just to uh, see the things that we all used to do Absolutely, and and I don't know about you guys. Well, you said you were down there for work, but, like, I'm down there way less often. Whenever I get off that Morgantown exit, when I'm down there, I do have a feeling that starts coming, like, rushing up through my body, and I'm like, (laughs) this might be bad. Well, here's what what we should do, I think. I think we need to pick a big-time away football game because that way we could all watch it together, like in some kind of Airbnb. So just find an away football game weekend. We'll all go down and we'll all just fucking tear it up. And I feel feel like that'd be very very it, fun. We're not gonna let this fall through. This is going to happen. No, well, it's on I, it's I on record this now. Is long. So. Yeah, it's literally on record. De- definitely have to make this happen. Fast, absolutely. Well, boys, it's been a time. Jake, I know you'll close out and say whatever you want to say, but I want to say from myself that I was very very. Uh, excuse me. Sorry about that. I was very, very excited when I talked to you about the idea for the first time because I know we saw you were doing Sports Shift Media. Make sure you guys follow them on everything and check out the website. You you guys are doing great. I, I, I really think um, I enjoy listening to you guys, hearing your takes. I may not agree on all of them, but I think I like that better because yeah. it's kind of like a perspective where I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking <laughs> about type deal? So we're, we're very, very honored and happy to have you on the team, and I, I hope that you keep riding this wave with us. Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Jerry Nixon Jr. Um, I just want to say shout-out Charles Barkley for what he said either at halftime or at the end of the Houston-Baylor game about everybody kind of loving each other, and it's literally the media and the governments and things like that that are trying to tear us apart. Charles... You're the shit, bro. I saw a great meme. It's like, out of all the 7,000 languages, Charles Barkley just decided to speak facts. Love that shit. Big fan of you, Charles. And 79th episode, it was an honor having you. It's going to be weird. I feel like the 70s took a while, like we talked they about. Did. 70s, they did. Man. They took a while. They really did. So, yeah. Shout, shout out you, bro. I appreciate you coming. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate it. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at John Theodore Nixon on Instagram. I'm on the Juicebox Podcast Twitter. That's at the Juicebox Pod. That's at the Juicebox Pod. Thank you for coming on, Jake. Never talked to you before tonight, but now we're friends. Yeah, you know I, what I'm saying. I love it. it it's how it goes for an hour and a half, and now we're best. That's friends. That's how it goes. <laughs>
But, uh, yeah, hashtag Milk Gang. You guys already know, 8.30 a.m. on Fridays. Follow my TikTok. I actually have over 1,000 followers now. He's crushing it on TikTok. Yeah, Yeah, so really what all I do is I, like, I'm a big movie guy. Okay, everyone, you guys know that. I post just old movie scenes that I think are awesome and very, uh, what's the word? They're they're very... uh, Nostalgic. Yeah, they're nostalgic, and everyone knows them, and... People love them. So follow me on TikTok at People Forget with two T's. All our juice box stuff is plugged on there too. Um, follow us on Facebook, the Juice Box Podcast. We are not the diabetes, the Juice Box Podcast. I just want to want to thank you guys again. And uh, if you want to follow me everywhere at JTZ4. Um, uh, that that's been messing with me all night long because uh, like Jake and JT, yeah, like, that, that is like the two things that I go by like most. <laughs> so, oh shit! Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't even think about that's that. That's crazy. Really yeah, confusing. So that was like you kept saying JT, and like I know that you don't like you think of him as JT. So like I didn't react, but it's still kind of like for sure, for sure. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, no but doubt. yeah, then uh, follow Sports Shift Media. We got YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, uh, thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Thanks for coming. Um, I'm on Twitter at Pokizar. I should have said the Instagram first. Why don't I always do this? I like it. My Instagram is at Zarly Price. Just my name. And my Twitter is at Pokizar. That's Z A R. Z's and Zebra, A's and Apple. Are you United States motherfuckers really going to make me become an Aussie because I'm on their charts, baby? R as in Reba. Don't get it twisted. Down on that. Bye bye. I'm Slim Shady. Yes, I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just demonstrating. So, want the real Slim Shady? Please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Because I'm Slim Shady. Yes, I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just demonstrating. So, want the real Slim Shady? Please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Will Smith don't got a cuss in his rap to sell records. Well, I do. So, fuck him.